How do you find peer-to-peer support as a yoga teacher? When you first became a yoga teacher, there were so many things occupying your mind. Getting hired to teach classes, alignment, anatomy, whether or not to use music, and so much more. Peer-to-peer support is usually overlooked, and often it's not until a lot of years later that you recognize it's missing from your life. Part of the reason this happens is we underestimate how important this part of our identity is going to become. The more time, energy, and passion we invest in our teaching, the more we need the support of peers who can understand our experience. I'm seeing the need for peer-to-peer support expanding even more in this post-pandemic world where more and more yoga teachers do their training online and teach online. We can definitely make deep connections over the internet, but it doesn't happen as organically as an in-person training where you connect with your fellow trainees over lunch and during breaks. So whether you're a new yoga teacher and you haven't even realized yet that you're a little lonely and how rewarding it would be to talk shop with your peers, or whether you're a super experienced yoga teacher navigating some of these changes to your business post-COVID, I hope that this episode will help you to think creatively about ways that you can invite peer support into your life. My guests for this episode, Sherry, John, and Allison, are all experienced yoga teachers who came together during COVID and formed a support group that carried them through the pandemic and beyond. I hope hearing their experience will inspire you to find and create your own support group or find other ways to bring peer support into your life. One of my favorite ways is to collaborate with like-minded people on programs that I think will benefit the listeners of this podcast, perhaps including you. I've been choosing to work this way for the past several years as much as possible because I find that it provides me with a social boost and a feeling of connection that was missing as I built my business online. I also want to mention my membership, The Impact Club, which provides peer-to-peer support in addition to mentorship. Inside the Impact Club, we meet for a live meeting each week to stay connected to what is most important to each of us as individuals. We have a simple weekly ritual to reflect on the week that just passed and name what our focus is for the upcoming week. We also have optional pause of accountability, either partners or groups of three to six impact members who meet regularly and support each other in ways that are similar to what you hear Sherry, John, and Allison describe later in this episode. And we have peer-led co-working sessions and practice teaching sessions where you can get feedback on your teaching and practice teaching in a supportive group of your peers before you try something new on your students. However, as you'll hear from Sherry, John, and Allison, you do not need to be part of a paid program in order to bring peer support into your life. So let's jump into this conversation about peer-to-peer support groups with Sherry Fisher, Allison Russell, and John Cottrell. And after the episode, I'll share a bit more about how I personally bring peer-to-peer support into my life. You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Sherry, John, and Allison, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mado. 
Hello. Thank you. Great to be here. We are thrilled. Thanks for the invitation. I think it would be a good idea to start with a little intro. We're all yoga teachers. We've been teaching for a long time. (laughs) I'll go first. My name is Allison Russell. I'm the founder of the Yoga Teacher Conference, a conference that is dedicated to providing continuing education and community support for yoga teachers. And I've been teaching since 2006. And I have run conferences around the country and teacher trainings around the country. And collaboration is one of my superpowers. I love working with other people. I love the community support. And so I'm really excited to be here with Sherry and John to share a little bit about how we work together. I'll go next. This is Sherry Fisher, and I am the founder of the Root to Rise Yoga Teaching Method. I have been teaching yoga since 2010, and I like to help teachers step into their yoga teaching position with confidence, ease, and grace. And I love collaborating with people. So working with John and Allison is just truly a gift for which I'm very grateful. Hello, everyone. And I am John Cottrell, and I'm in Salt Lake City right now. I'm from Oakland, California, but didn't discover yoga until I was in Salt Lake. I've been teaching for over 20 years, and I've helped run and manage yoga studios, run workshops and retreats, yoga teacher trainings, and I have my own business and company. It's called Embody. Tell me a bit about how you three support each other. This is Sherry. And what we do, I think about it like a Venn diagram, which is three circles that have this overlapping piece. And our target audience and the products and services there overlap, and we are able to support each other. Outside of that overlapping piece, I know what Allison does. I also know what John does. And I love to refer resources to them. We meet on a monthly basis and we support each other. I think John and Allison really helped me stay in touch with what else is going on in the yoga industry. So there's just a lot of mutual respect. And we just really like to work together to present our products and services in the best way possible. Give me a little history of your relationship and this collaboration. How did this start? How did you all meet? I met Allison on Facebook and I saw a couple of comments that she had made about her upcoming yoga teacher conf in Denver last year. And I thought it was a brilliant idea. I had been to a lot of yoga festivals and workshops. And I thought as yoga teaching professionals, we need our own place where we come together and work on professional development. So I reached out to Allison and I said, I'm from Denver. I'm living in Utah right now, but I am from Denver. My family lives there. And I said, I think you have a great idea and I would love to participate in any way possible. And so I applied to be one of the workshop presenters. And I also volunteered on the DEI committee, the diversity, equity, and inclusion committee that she was filling together. And every month we would meet and I just got more and more involved with Allison and what she was doing. And I was just, I was so impressed with her organizational skills, the way she facilitated the groups the way she organized the whole concept of what she was creating through this yoga teacher comp. And I submitted two applications. One was to cover the the root to rise yoga teaching method and the five pillars of powerful teaching. And the second one was intuitive yoga teaching. And as we got closer to the conference, Allison asked if I could present both, but she wanted to do the five pillars first as part of her promotion. So we did that a couple of months ahead of time as one of the free master classes. I could have done that workshop by myself, but I thought, For the people who are listening to it, I think that they would get more out of it 
if it had more diversity from experience and education and perspective and stories to tell. And so I asked both John and Allison if they would help me with that. And I think it made such a better product and service for the people who were participants. And then after that, we all three presented at the virtual conference in 2021. We both, we all three presented at the live conference this year in Denver. And then we decided after the 2021 conference to continue to meet on a monthly basis. And so we have kept this going and we found other ways to support each other and collaborate and different platforms that we can be on to share our resources. So Sherry, you and John already knew each other? Yes, I live in Park City and it is about 20 minutes away from where John was teaching. And I love going to John Cottrell's classes. If you're ever in the Salt Lake area or virtually, he teaches virtually, it is well worth it. And then I connected John and Allison and that's when they met is when we did the master class together. So would one of you give me some examples of the different ways that you all support each other? So this is Allison. We meet on a monthly basis, which our monthly meetings are one of the best ways that we support each other just from an accountability perspective. It's sometimes really lonely and really hard to be a yoga teacher. And I always set these goals for myself. And then I end up like, you know, it's just me holding myself accountable. And sometimes they don't end up happening. So I really love our monthly meetings where we put action items together on ways that together we work. And then also individually, we put together webinars. We recently just did a webinar on the Yoga Alliance. So really, that's a big piece of what we're doing is visibility work. This week, Sherry's on the Yoga Teacher Comp Instagram, taking it over and promoting her book. I'm always telling yoga teachers about her book. I'm always letting people know about John's retreat in Peru. So visibility and accountability are two of the big things that I think we do really, really well together. I don't know. What do y'all think? Is that about right? Spot on. You're absolutely right, Allison. You know, we we certainly had come together monthly, usually because we have a task that we're working on, but we we continue to have those monthly meetings, even if we don't have anything pertinent to do as a, as a team. We just like to check in with each other. You know, it's just an opportunity. Like, how you doing? What's going on? <laughs> are you are you holding up okay? <laughs> you know, just things like that. And I find that so helpful. I mean, especially, you know, after the lockdown and being shut in and all of that, having this connection with colleagues and friends just really kept me motivated and kept me going because there was certainly some down times and some hard times. And just knowing that I'm going to see these smiling faces on Zoom and, and we can talk and just check in just made the world to me. You know, we were able to, or I've been able to venture out and do and try new things because I'm inspired by these two, truly inspired. Even if we don't have a specific task that we're working on, it's just getting together, supporting each other and inspiring each other. This April and during the Yoga Teacher Conf was the first time that both John and I had met Allison in person. So it had been for me a year and a half, almost two years that we had been Zooming and talking on the phone and emailing and all that, but we actually getting to hug her was just a lovely thing. I love sharing resources. So putting John and Allison in touch with my contacts, because I know that it's a good connection. I feel good saying, you need to meet Allison Russell because she does this and she will be great for your platform. I feel like all three of us come from a place of abundance rather than lack. 
And it's sharing and opening channels rather than trying to covet them or hold on tight to them. I don't know that our partnership would work as well if any of us had that lack and I have to hold on tight perspective. And I feel like they both do the same thing. Here's a great thing. Let me pass it on to you. I'll share your name with somebody. Maybe they could be a potential sponsor for the Yoga Teacher Comp. So I think that we have this really great flow of abundance between the three of us. It's really interesting, isn't it, how much easier it is to promote other people than yourself? I have a partnership with uh, my friend Libby, and you, all three of you met her at the conference. We went there together. It was really fun. Allison puts on an incredible conference. And I've been helping her with her PR and her visibility and her promotion. And I just find it to be so much more fun to do it for somebody else than for myself. I totally agree. Even just like, it's nice to have someone to be like, hey, can you look over my landing page and click on the buttons and make sure I don't have any typos. Or I love always seeing you and Libby together in your photos. Like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to be like, can you just come over and let's take some yoga photos? I just need, I just need a photographer. It makes everything so much more fun to do it with friends, right? Absolutely. Do you all have any structures or agreements among the three of you? Sherry is the ringleader. She is the one who always usually sets like our meeting notes together. She's usually making the like scheduling the calendar invites. And so, so she kind of took on that task of wrangling us together. And, and she does it really, really well. I don't think we have too much structure. We don't really have any agreements um, as far as like from a legal perspective is what I'm thinking. Sherry, John, is that, I think I'm saying it correctly, right? I think so. I, I, there was one meeting that we had and one of my marketing people was on it and she asked us, what, what's your purpose for being here? And what was interesting is all three of us were like, we're here to support each other. And that was truly the intent behind it. I do group facilitation professionally as well when I'm not teaching yoga. And so that comes naturally to me. So I am the organizer. I'm the agenda person. And, and another thing I think we've, we've talked about this is each time we end up meeting, we have a shared Google Doc and several shared Google Docs that we work on. And so we can come in and out and do work in between our meetings and then refer back to it. But it's also a place for us at the end of the meeting, I'll usually say, okay, so I, I agreed to work on this, this, and this. I will send you this when that's finished and I'll ask you to take a look at it. And John, I heard you say this, this, and this, and Alice and this, this, and then we'll clean it up. And that's our agreement. And then we come up with our next meeting. And so it's, it's this forward focused work that we do together. We don't have like a group agreements, but the other thing I will say is because we have built our relationship as friends and professional colleagues, I think if anything ever did happen that was conflictual between us, we'd have a really good platform to be able to talk about it because we have a level of respect, we have a level of trust, and we have a level of open communication. So I am not worried if that does happen because it can happen between people. It's easy to have miscommunications. We have not had that happen, but I know that we could handle it if it did. What advice do you have for any yoga teacher listening who is interested in creating or starting something similar? I would say identify what kinds of people that you'd like to collaborate with and think about, and this is way ahead of even meeting them. It's almost like with the law of attraction, when you put out, you write down on a piece of paper, what are all the things that I want in an ideal partner or business partner? 
and get an idea in your own head of what you're looking for. What would be supportive of you? What could you also support? And come up with, with some specifics around that. For me, I then asked the universe, like, lead me to the right situations, the right people that might bring this in for me. So be specific with what it is you're looking for. Do some check-ins also. Do we have overlapping goals and objectives that aren't competitive? So discuss like your common purpose and how you might be able to collaborate. I would also, and I do this through my, I do coaching and we talk about designing the alliance, which is here's what I'm wanting from this partnership. Here's what I would hope for and having those kinds of conversations so that we all three have an idea of what it is we want to put into it and get out of it. And I think that a lot of that is clarifying it for yourself. And then the discussions are, let's make sure I'm communicating with you, you're communicating with me, and we are in agreement. And did you three have those kinds of discussions in the beginning? I don't think we, we necessarily had that because of the way that we came together. It was so organic at first. So really our first monthly meeting after we had the tasks of the masterclass that we did before the yoga teacher comp last year, we wanted to debrief with Allison because as we were leading up to it, this was the conference that she wanted to do live, but then weeks before had to make the decision of not doing it live. So we were a sounding board for her, sort of like, you know, here's what's going on. What do you think? And we were just giving feedback to her. And then the month afterward, we said, let's do a debrief. Allison needs a couple of weeks, just downtime. Let's get together. And we did some, okay, this is what I got out of it. Here's what I would do differently. What other support can we give you? And then we said, let's go ahead and just keep meeting. And so it organically developed. I think that we having some of those conversations, like what's the purpose of why we're here has really helped us to have that. I don't think we sat down. It wasn't like on our agenda to have the designing the Alliance conversation, but we've done that over time through different situations. Can each of you tell me a story of how this group has impacted you personally? I'll say how inspiring these folks are to me. Allison, I'm getting a little emotional. (laughs) Allison and Sherry are very inspirational to me. It's really motivated me just to, you know, kick my own self in the butt to keep going with things because I see what they're doing. I was so, so impressed by Allison's creativity and work ethic with this conference that she did. It was just, oh my gosh, how does she do this? And Sherry's just so organized and just right on point and knows how to to ask the right questions. And both of them are great with networking. And so it just inspires me. It's like, I've got to use some of these techniques in my own business. If you're looking for someone to give you a little kick in the butt, you know, just, you know, collaborate. As Sherry said, this was organic. We didn't set out to form this collaboration. It just organically happened and it formed into this wonderful working relationship, but also a friendship. If you've got a colleague, a friend, you know, your friend might become your best collaboration partner. (laughs) So those are just some things that have, you know, stuck in my mind in working with these two. I have a really specific story because I'll never forget this, but it was right around whenever we were going to be running our masterclass last year. And I had never run webinars before. I didn't know what I was doing. I was putting it all together. So we had this launch date, I think of end of or middle of February. The week that we were going to launch, 
my website crashed. Like my hosting platform, it was just terrible. The Facebook ads weren't working. It was a nightmare. And I, I just cried. And I remember reaching out to them and just saying, look, I'm trying my best, but this just, it, it can't have be this week. We can't launch this this week. I need another week because I got to go and do a whole bunch of website stuff that I don't know how to do. And both of them were so supportive. It was just like a, okay, yeah, we'll ship it. I felt like I was letting them down in a huge way. And both of them were like, no big deal. Yeah, we'll ship it to the next week. That's great. It felt like such a relief. And Sherry actually called me. She pulled some tarot cards for me because she's a tarot reader. And she just talked to me and was like, Allison, it's okay. Look, this, these are what the cards are saying. This is what's happening. It's going to be fine. And I will never forget it because, I mean, it was a breakdown moment for me. But Sherry took extra time just to, just to talk me down off a ledge. And it was really, really wonderful. So that was my specific story. I have about 45 other ones, but you know, that's the one that always sticks out to me. That was the big first one. (laughs) Thank you, Allison. I think John referred to it earlier as well. COVID was a time of really being alone. And I really looked forward to our connections together. A visual comes to mind, which is the three of us are sort of walking, holding hands on our yoga teaching journeys. And, you know, if one of us is struggling and getting behind, we have this energy that runs between the three of us. It's like, hey, I'll wait for you. And we're still here. And okay, catch up. Oh, now you're in front. And I'm getting goosebumps too, uh, because these two mean so much to me. And it's on so many different levels. It's worth every minute that we spend together. It's worth every energy that we put out to to support each other through thick and thin. One of the things you all have mentioned a little bit is we, I think most of us, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I tend to overthink things. And there's so many times that just having somebody to say your thoughts to puts it in perspective. Like they don't even need to say anything back, you know, but you, but they need to understand. It can't just, it can't be one of your friends who doesn't teach yoga. It's got to be somebody who understands. I'd love to hear from each of you. What is one specific thing that you don't think you would have tried or pulled off without this group? I would not have probably tried to run that first webinar. I was pretty scared. I didn't really know what I was doing. It would have been much harder to do something the very first time when you don't have that close relationship with the people. It puts more pressure on you and everything else. And so I think that's one of the big things is that very first webinar that would have been really difficult to do by myself. I'm an introvert. And and so it's hard for me sometimes to really put myself out there. But knowing that Allison, for example, is so great with networking and, and know some great ways on how to do that effectively and Sherry, the same thing. And so I think I've been able to embrace that, whether it's through social media or emails or person to person. And I really got that inspiration from, from working with Sherry and Allison. I think for me in writing the book, writing a book is a long process. And with five pillars, every pillar took a lot of time to think through and to organize and and it was towards the end. So we were working with Gina Caputo, who is, I consider a yoga luminary and she's from Boulder. 
And she had said to us, we, it started as four pillars of powerful teaching. And she said, I think you're really missing the boat if you don't include something on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that's how the fifth pillar was born, which is consideration. And I reached out to John early on after we had a pretty good draft of it. And I said, I'd really like for you to take a look at this from a DEI perspective. Please give me your feedback on this. And he took the time to read through it, gave us some really great feedback on it. And, and both John and Allison have looked at, through the whole book. They provided testimonials for me. They've provided in very kind ways. They would say, I'm not sure about this one thing and ask me questions about it. We talk about it and it would morph into something better because I knew that their intentions were to create a better product. It wasn't to hurt my feelings. It wasn't to say it was wrong. It was just, it was like one of those questions that helps you see outside the blind spot. So when I was finished with the five pillars and I knew that I had two other really qualified experienced yoga teachers who had taken a look at it, I felt that much more confident launching it out into the world just to know that it wasn't just me from my own perspective, it had research and development behind it and integrity. And so that's something that I think I wouldn't have that level of confidence had I not had their critical eye, their love, the trust and, and confidence that I have in each of them and their support. Constructive feedback from a loving place is one of the most valuable gifts that you can give another human being. When there's that trust relationship, especially when you're trying to create something and it's really meaningful to you, then to have those outside perspectives to not sugarcoat it, but really help you see the potential of your work. That's really incredible. And I think after you've worked so hard on something, of course you want whoever you're asking, it's great. If I ask, let's say a fellow yoga teacher is taking my class and I say, Hey, you have some feedback for me. And they're like, it was so good. Thank you. That was a great class. It feels great, but it gives you no juicy information you can do anything with. And so that constructive feedback is really the gift and being open to receiving it, not from a, wow, you didn't like it perspective, but more, what can I do with what you just said? Let me try it on. Let me see how that lands with me. If I'm feeling defensive, where's that coming from? It becomes part of my yoga path is how do I ask for and receive constructive feedback? Because that's where the growth is. Yeah, that's beautiful. As we're wrapping up this conversation, I'd love to hear from each of you. Is there anything that you haven't covered yet that we haven't talked about yet that you really want to share or a point that we did talk about that you think is worth emphasizing? I'd like to clarify, we've been meeting on Zoom. So this has been kind of a virtual collaboration for the most part. And because we're in different cities and towns. And so this has been a collaborative effort that's been virtual, that works. And I think the reason why it works so well, and that we've already talked about is we've got someone like Sherry, who's really good at the organizational piece of it, you know, When's our next meeting and setting, sending those invitations and then and starting those Google Docs. And that's been a fantastic element in our work that we do. We've got this wonderful platform of using Google Docs to create our agendas and lists and, and thoughts and ideas. And that's how we are able to then step away from our meetings, 
do our work individually, make comments on those documents, and then we can come back and continue that force. And so I just want to emphasize, it doesn't always have to be an in-person collaboration to make it work, but we've made it work on a virtual level and just using these various, you know, platforms, the internet, Zoom, Google Docs, as a way to, you know, keep things moving forward and being successful. I would like to add in two things. One is every single time I interact with John and Allison, I learn something. And it's not necessarily about teaching yoga. It is about the yogic path. It's hearing compassion when they're talking about something. It's hearing vulnerability as they express concerns or doubts about themselves or what they're doing. I learn something every single time. The second thing I would say is it's just like any relationship. I come to our relationship wanting to be of service and giving more than 50%. But I will tell you from that, I get more than 100% from them. So my heart is here in service, but I will tell you the rewards are so great. And if if you come to it with service in your heart, I think you're just that you're going to reap the benefits. This is Allison. We've been really loving on each other this whole time. But I want to say that we've also all been in situations where we have been burned really bad. In 2020, I had a business partner for several years. We collaboratively worked together. And in 2020, we had a very, very bad falling out. And we've all been in those situations. So opening yourself up to this, you are putting yourself out there in a vulnerable way. And it's okay. If things don't work out, it does happen. It doesn't mean though that you have to stop. You know, whenever I was really burned, I had to take a step back. Like, do I actually want to work with people anymore? You know, is this what I want to do? Because it was so heartbreaking and I had to make a choice. I, I didn't want to ever approach a situation and not be able to give all of myself to it. I had to really examine, okay, am I going to not ever work with other people again? Or am I willing to take that risk and step fully into another collaborative relationship? And I chose that. (laughs) And it's been amazing for the one really bad partnership. I now have like five or six other partnerships that are beautiful and wonderful and really fulfill me. So I just want to say that sometimes things will happen. You will get burned. There will be a situation that, that hurts. Don't let that stop you. Don't let that make you scared and contract. Keep moving forward. You know, maybe one relationship didn't work out. It's kind of like dating. Honestly, it's kind of like dating. You got to test it out. You may go on a few test dates and you may realize like, Ooh, we don't have great synergy. Okay. Well then find a new date, go on the next date. So anyways, I just want to bring that up. It's not always all of my collaborations haven't always been so wonderful and that's okay. It's a learning situation. So true. Would each of you like to share your website or your socials or how People can find you and get in touch if they're interested in finding out about what you do. This is Sherry Fisher. I am the Root to Rise Yoga Teaching Method. Our website is roottoriseyogis.com. And our social media handle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is at Root to Rise Yogis. The book that I've written is called Standing Room Only, How to Be That Yoga Teacher. And it is available through our website. And we're working with 
four different publishers right now. And one last little thing I'd like to say is have somebody in your collaboration that makes really good chocolate chip cookies. Um, because John brought chocolate chip cookies to us at the yoga teacher comp, and it was such a sweet gift. Well, now I'm feeling a little bit jealous, John. Just give me your address. I ship. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Gifts are always welcome. There we go. Love it. <laughs> well, my name is John Cottrell. And if you kind of want to find out everything John Cottrell, you go to johncottrell.com. And it's my last name is spelled C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. And it's johncottrell.com. And that can really kind of forward you to just all the various things that I am doing. I also offer yoga therapy and best ways that folks can actually schedule appointments with me. And I do virtual appointments as well is through mbody.org. And mbody is spelled M like M as in Mary, B-O-D-Y, mbody.org. And just for that shameless plug, because Sherry mentioned it, if you do want cookies, you can go to onecakewonder.com. That's my other platform where you can find my favorite thing, which is pound cakes, which I love to make and eat. And these chocolate chip cookies that Sherry is talking about. So Allison Russell, you can find out more about our conferences, yoga teacher comps. Dot com. You can also go and if you, you can see that first webinar we all did together where I was like a ball of nerves the whole time. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it worked out really well. So you can find that there. We have conferences coming up. We have free webinars. That webinar was how to stand out as a yoga teacher. So yogateacherconf.com, lots going on there. So love to see all the future. Thank you, Allison. Thank you all three of you so much for coming today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love hearing about how yoga teachers come together and lift each other up in a way that's mutually supportive and beneficial, like what Sherry, Allison, and John are doing. What do you think about creating your own peer support group? Please know you do not need to be as organized as Sherry in order to get one started. If you gather the right group, you might find that a different group member wants to take on that organizational role, or you can also have a group that's more free-flowing and just wants to meet and connect without taking notes. If you feel inspired, you're welcome to post in the Yoga Teacher Resource Facebook group. We have over 10,000 yoga teacher members in there. Or of course, you could join the Impact Club and take part of the built-in accountability and community features like our weekly meeting, peer-led co-working times, teaching practice sessions, and accountability groups. You can also partner with like-minded people who have a similar level of experience and complementary skills to collaborate on projects together. That's the major way that I've been bringing peer support into my life over the past several years. For the last three years, I've been collaborating with Dr. Libby Hinesley on the Anatomy Bites membership and the Hypermobility Hub. Libby and I actually met in our in-person teacher training nearly 20 years ago, and we've stayed connected over the years. Obviously, we have changed a whole lot, and our approaches to yoga have changed a whole lot over the last two decades, but we happen to grow in very similar directions, and we always had a really awesome synergy when we spent time together. I've always felt more alive and more hopeful and excited about yoga and about life whenever I spend time with Libby. Anatomy Bites was born while we were on a walk. It was the beginning of the pandemic. Libby shared with me this idea she had for a membership 
where you would learn anatomy in these small little bites. And I said, this sounds amazing. You definitely need to do that. She's like, well, what do you think I should do? How, how would it look? And so I started to share my ideas with her of how she could create this program. And she was like, I think I need help with that. So we kept talking about it. And ultimately, we decided to form a partnership. We do have a partnership agreement in writing. I'm a huge fan of doing this because I find that just the process of putting together a written agreement leads to not needing it later on because it brings so much clarity and it forces you to really think about what each of you wants out of the partnership. But it's nice to know that it does exist in case we do ever need it. Libby and I have very different areas of expertise. We have some different strengths and we also have shared values. And I think those two things combined make for the best partnerships. Libby and I get together in person at least once a week and we incorporate walks into our business meetings almost every time. That's our major creative time. A lot of our best ideas happen while we're walking together in the River Arts District here in Asheville, North Carolina. And I'm super grateful for our relationship. It definitely fulfills a very important social need for me to have somebody who really understands many aspects of what's happening in my life. I know that Libby is there for me if I need to process something, whether it's something in my business or in my personal life. She gets both sides, and that's a huge gift. So that's my deepest collaborative relationship and my longest ongoing one. I've also been working with Lily Dwyer Begg on an online course called Retreat Roadmap. Lily is a very experienced yoga teacher who's been leading retreats for almost two decades. She has an infectious enthusiasm for everything she does and a strong work ethic. Our collaboration is newer and more limited in scope, but it's also been fueling me and feeding me in a similar way. Recently, I've collaborated on a few website design programs. Website design is part of my background, but it's not something I wanna take on 100% on my own because it's a field that's constantly changing. I do have some useful insights on specifically websites for yoga teachers, but I prefer to partner with people who are more immersed in that world. In the past, I have had other collaborations that didn't work out as well. So I'll share a few tips here on how to choose the right partner to collaborate with. Look for somebody who has a different yet complementary skill set and shared values. Both of those ingredients are super important. The values that I look for personally are integrity and no drama. And what I mean by that is no manufactured drama. I mean, drama happens in our lives. Libby and I especially, we talk about everything. But we don't have drama together because we're both allowed to have needs and boundaries and we just communicate those. We are a safe space for each other. I know she's a safe person for me because we've known each other for nearly two decades. But you do not need to have that much history with someone in order to gauge their values. What I do is I pay attention to how people that I'm considering a partnership with operate and work and behave in more limited ways before I commit to a collaboration. For example, Angela Seely, who helps me with the website accelerator, designed my website. So I got to see how she operates as a business owner and experience what it's like to be her client. Eddie from Offering Tree. I think Offering Tree reached out to me probably like four years ago, and I've been watching how they operate as a company since then. I've had several of their founders on the podcast, and I facilitated some workshops for their audience. So when they reached out to me this past spring and asked me 
to help them with a website challenge on the Offering Tree platform, I felt comfortable to say yes. Lily, my retreat roadmap collaborator, actually started out as a coaching client, and she's worked with me as a coaching client for about a year. So I was able to see how she operates from that perspective, getting an inside peek into her business and her mind. With all of these examples, I could see that they demonstrated consistently that their actions had integrity and that they did not create drama. Roadblocks happen. Things happen in our life. And what I'm curious about is how do you respond to those obstacles? So what I'm looking for is people who know how to own their feelings, own their reactions, and work through things productively. And all of the partnerships that I've mentioned so far in this episode have been very rewarding, smooth, and productive. External challenges have definitely come up, and we were able to address them as a team. So that's the dynamic that's most important to me in a collaboration. I choose to be in relationship with people I trust, and specifically that I trust to operate with integrity. If a conflict were to come up, they would have the capacity to bring it to me, to be upfront about it and process it and work through it in a way that is win-win for everybody involved. To give your partnerships the best chance of feeling nourishing and rewarding, I encourage you to partner with people where you've been able to watch their behavior and seen them demonstrate in the real world the values that are important to you. Humans, we are social creatures. And while you may have social networks and, and a thriving social life in other areas of your life, my experience is that yoga teachers need other yoga teachers in order to thrive. When you become a yoga teacher, it becomes a large part of your identity and a large part of what you think about all day long. And so it's important to have strong connections with people who understand what that's like. I want that for you. And I hope this episode has inspired you to at least keep your feelers out and your eyes open for opportunities. Thank you for listening and thank you for caring enough to teach yoga.